Well, in focusing on the installation of Pastor Pennings this morning, we are going to be looking at a few verses from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. They'll be on the screen behind me, but if you'd prefer to find them in your pew Bibles and follow along, they're on page 1,206. Here, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Peter writes to the church, So, I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the great shepherd appears, the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we begin, let me give a little bit of an outline of where I'm heading. First of all, I'm going to say a couple of things that apply to all of us. Opportunities this text give us to celebrate God's goodness. But then I'm going to spend a little bit of time focusing and directing much of my attention as Pastor Brent, at Pastor Brent. Now, in the commentaries that I read, it did say that although this is directed toward pastors and elders, it is abundantly clear that the principles that are taught in this text are also applicable to anyone in a leadership position. And I say that, so that doesn't mean that while I direct attention to Pastor Brent, the rest of you can kind of tune out and tune off your ears, but there are things that, especially teachers, elders, Sunday school teachers in the church, small group leaders, and even parents in their very home have principles from this text that we need to develop and listen to and apply. So keep paying attention during those parts, but then it will end also with, again, some broader applications to uh, all of us in this text. We will soon see in the form of installation that I will be reading to officially install Pastor Brent that there are a whole lot of different responsibilities and descriptions of the work of a pastor. But this morning, the work and role that I wanted to highlight and focus on is that role as shepherd. As I mentioned to our young children, not only does the very word pastor mean shepherd, but I think that role and responsibility is particularly appropriate to the, what we are asking of Pastor Brent in his role as the pastor of congregational care in our community. The metaphor of a leader being a shepherd is one that is found throughout scripture. And to try to explore the depths of that metaphor would be impossible in just one sermon alone. But to introduce the topic, let me highlight a couple of, of significant moments where that metaphor is mentioned. I don't think you can mention the metaphor of a shepherd without mentioning Psalm 23, that great psalm that describes the Lord as our shepherd. And in that, that psalm is an invitation 
to not just worship the God as the great king that we have been singing about, this unapproachable, distant, great and mighty, powerful being, but instead to recognize him as a presence that is near, guiding and shaping our lives, loving us just like a shepherd loves and cares for his sheep. What a joy to think of our God with that kind of an imagery. And that imagery is picked up by Jesus in his life when he says, especially like in John chapter 10, that he is the good shepherd. And that as the good shepherd, he lays down his life for the sheep. The reality is that as sheep, we are prone to wander. That as sheep, we have all gone astray, each following after our own way. And what that deserves from God is his dismissal, his rejection, and his denial of us rebellious, lowly creatures. But instead, the Bible invites us to know our God as a God of grace and love who loves you so much, he wants to know you, to you to get to know his voice, to care for you, to nurture you, to protect you, and to guide you through this life. And that is an important part of this metaphor that I do not want to overlook this morning. That everyone who can stand and say with a true heart the words that we spoke of our faith in the Apostles' Creed, For all of those that have come to this baptismal font and heard the promises of God signed and sealed to your life, you can know that you are a member of the flock of the Lord. That his care is for you, that he nurtures you, and if nothing else, we can celebrate that together this morning for all who believe and have received. The flip side of that is also an invitation If you're someone who feels lost in this world, that feels like you have no direction, that you have just been moving from thing to thing and and you don't really know where you're headed or, or you've wandered from the protection of the Lord, it's an invitation to come to know that shepherd that wants to know you, to guide you and to love you. To do that, you surrender to him and you recognize and receive the gift of his grace. That's an important part of this whole metaphor. And yet, the image grows past just the Lord. If the Lord leads his people as a shepherd and not an overlord or a dictator, he also invites those that lead on his behalf to lead as shepherds. And again, throughout the Old Testament, there are several times where leaders of the church are likened to shepherds. And when Jesus rose from the grave... After having been betrayed by Judas and denied by Peter, Jesus restores Peter in John chapter 21 by asking him three times, paralleling the three rejections of Jesus, do you love me? And after every time that Peter insisted that he did, Jesus responded to that by saying to Peter, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. And not only was that interaction an a restitution of the relationship between Peter and Jesus, but it was a commissioning of Peter for what was next when Jesus was about to ascend to heaven. 
Yes, as the church and followers of Christ Jesus, all of us can celebrate that we are part of his flock under his caring hand. But for the church, this collection of sheep, we need people to help guide us and lead us on behalf of the Lord. And so, having been commissioned as a shepherd himself by Jesus, when Peter wants to encourage the leaders of the church, he also pulls on that very same metaphor when he, in our text, challenges the leaders of the church to shepherd the flock of God that is among you. And in hearing that metaphor applied, I thought it would be useful to encourage Pastor Brent and again myself and all other leaders this morning. Now, Pastor Brent, I have to acknowledge from the very beginning uh, you have more experience in this role than I do, not only just in time, but also in a diversity of contexts. And so none of this is new. And I also want to be a very clear from the very beginning. I'm not bringing this up because I thought, you know, this is stuff you need to hear. Uh, I want to be clear. This is not a corrective, but this is a reminder and encouragement. And in fact, uh, the opposite was, many tr was very much true. As an applicant for this job, your love of people stood out. And that's many ways why we offered you this call. We start with the understanding of this is a metaphor. He's trying to draw an analogy of the work of a pastor to the work of a shepherd, drawing on something that the people in that time would have known very well, far better than you or I. But I do know that some of you, herdsmen's and dairies, understand there's a lot of parallels to that role as well. Or as we talked about with our young children, anyone who has pets or cares of, an or of animals understands some of what this metaphor is talking about. Shepherds have many responsibilities, but primarily it is to protect and preserve the sheep so that they can thrive and live. They do that by what the children mention, feeding them, cleaning up after them, taking care of them, and looking out for them. And in many ways, those parallels are exactly the role of a pastor as they care for the flock. Pastor Brent, feed us with God's word. May that be what drives you in all of our interactions, that that is feeding our souls so that we grow in our walk with him. Warn us and protect us against the schemes of the devil so that we are not ensnared by his dangers and his desires. It is to be near to us in our fear, reminding us of God's presence through all the trials and struggles of this life. Your role is to celebrate with us in times of joy, to grieve with us in times of grief, to challenge us when we wander, and I'll even pick up on the analogy of cleaning up after us. When we fail and when we make mistakes, point us back to the grace and forgiveness available through the cross and blood of Jesus Christ. Those general terms are important to the background of this role, but in bringing up this metaphor, Peter also is in many ways warning us against other leadership metaphors and the dangers that many can fall into when they are granted and given leadership positions. And the first one of those dangers and reminders comes in the very mandate itself. It says, shepherd the flock of God that is among you. And those words of God are critical. 
This church is not my flock. This is not your flock, Pastor Brent. This is none of ours. All of us together belong to the Lord. And therefore, all of our work is not to draw attention to ourselves, praise or glory to our gifts and talents, but all of it needs to be directed to him. Not that you are a follower of me or of Pastor Brent or our teachings, but you are a follower of the God that we seek to serve and always point you to, whether we are here or not. Verse 4 reminds us that Jesus is the chief shepherd. And so if we are to serve the chief shepherd, Pastor Brent, know him. Devote yourself to hearing his word so that you can lead where you have already been. And to expand on that, Peter also lays out three ways to shepherd the flock, pointing out negative ways that people can, but then correlating that with a positive counterpart. First of all, he says we should shepherd not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you. In regard to this, I'm going to quote back what I had mentioned to you in our very first staff meeting especially with Pastor Lucas. Pastor Brent mentioned a quote from Chuck Swindoll that says, if there's any other job that you can do besides being a pastor, do that job. And the point of that quote was not to discourage people from the ministry, but it was to recognize that if you are not doing this because the Lord has called you and equipped you and this is the only thing you can do, you will struggle. And that's the the encouragement here. We ought never serve out of compulsion, but out of a love for people. Now, again, I'll just say what, as I said in general, Pastor Brent, your heart for people has been clear. And your desire to get to know people and your love for them that God has planted in you is something that I look forward to seeing thriving in this congregation. But my prayer for you is that that heart and love will always be there. And that the work you do will not just be out of, I have to do this, but it was because you care for us. Second, Peter says to shepherds, not to do so for shameful gain, but eagerly. Another temptation of leadership is to use your role for personal gain to serve just for the money and the paycheck. But again, while this might be the source of your livelihood, remember a few things. This call is not about money, it is about people. And every dollar that you receive in that is a dollar that has been given by those that are giving it to the Lord. And so we are responsible to steward those dollars well. But fundamentally, instead of working for earthly or temporary riches that fade, we are encouraged to work with the great promise from verse 4 that when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Pastor Brent, I know you don't do this for the money. But be wary of where and how money can influence your actions and your decisions in this role. Third, Peter says as a shepherd to do so not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. Again, the temptation is to try to use your position and your authority granted you in this position to rule over others, to try to manipulate them, to get your way and your will on decisions and things. And the call of the shepherd is to not lead in power, but to lead by example. 
It echoes the promise that every parent makes in coming to this baptismal font that you will not only instruct, but you will lead by example what it means to be Christ's disciple. And so it won't be just in the words that we hear and the mandates that you give, but in the way that you live that we will learn what it means to be a follower of Christ. Now again, Pastor Brandt, I just, I know I've said it twice already. I don't think you're prone to these temptations. But the reality is they have been temptations for any leader throughout time, going back to Peter and all through this day. And many have seen the problems that happen when pastors start doing their role for, gra- for gain or greed or for power. And so we always, all of us, ought to be wary of those temptations in our lives. Now, that was for Pastor Brent and myself and others, leaders in this congregation. But Peter addresses the rest of the flock at the text near the end when he says that if there's going to be leaders, there have to be followers. And so he challenges especially you who are younger, and that can either be by age or younger in the faith, to be subject to the elders. And that's the main challenge that I hear for all of us in this passage. We live in a culture that is very independent. We don't like to have other people tell us how to make choices or what to do, and we especially don't like it when people are critical or point out that what we have done is wrong. So sometimes the temptation is to proudly reject those voices and that input in our lives. But the invitation of this text and the reminder of this text is to humble ourselves and to recognize that when our leaders are leading us well, that it is our responsibility to follow them. And again, I think that just builds on the analogy and the metaphor. For those that have animals, you know the greatest joy of having a pet is when you're interacting with them and they're showing their love to you and your love to them and they're listening. And and yet the greatest frustration and the hardest part about having animals is they are hard to control. And so you build a safe pen for them where they're going to get food and be protected from danger and they constantly are trying to find ways out. And you wish you could just say to them, Don't. This is where you are safe and provided for. And that they're constantly fleeing. And I'm sure many of you can tell stories of when animals have done what they shouldn't have done, escaped their pens and the cost that was involved because of that. So to build on that analogy, as sheep in the flock, we will bless Pastor Brent and all leaders when we respond well to their teaching, when we recognize they're not trying to control us or manipulate us, but if they are serving well, they are doing so for our benefit, not for their own. Those confrontations, those difficult conversations aren't easy to have, but they're had so that you can thrive and grow and be blessed. Church, What a joy to be part of the flock of the Lord. May we always heed the guidance of that chief shepherd and all those that love us enough to be under shepherds. Take seriously the call to follow and learn from your shepherds. Take seriously also the promise to pray for and support your shepherds. And leaders, especially Pastor Brent, myself, our elders, teachers, parents, May this image of a shepherd stick with us in our work. Jesus was the great shepherd that laid down his life 
for the sheep. May his example of love and protection and care be the very example that we seek to emulate as we not only lead, but serve those in the flock of God that is amongst us. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord God and Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for shepherds, for teachers, guides, and pastors and leaders who have spoken into our lives the very reason why many of us are here this morning. As we commission in particularly Pastor Brent for the work that he has been called to in this particular flock, we pray that you would bless him with your spirit. We pray that he would heed the warnings of Scripture and that you would continue to develop in him the gifts and talents that have allowed him and called him not only to be a pastor in general, but to this congregation during this time and season. Lord, may he feel that spirit guiding him in all that he does. And then may we respond well to his instruction, his leading, and his guidance. Lord, all of us seek to serve you. And in the end, we thank you once again for being our shepherd, guiding us and loving us, protecting us, and blessing us. May our humble response be to love you and serve you and obey you in response. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.